welcome back everyone. I hope you all have fared the last several months uh, as best as we all can in the field of education. Here I thought I would have a wonderful time to be getting back to podcasting, but life as it may with the pandemic as well as some family issues. But happy to jump back in. I did about a month ago a great uh, webinar for the International Dyslexia Association. And from that, over 600 people registered for it and each one of them was able to submit a question. So I have pages and pages of great questions. So I'm going to use these questions to get back to my podcast. Also, it's some of these questions will be added to my blog, iplantes.com. So I-P-L-A-N-T-E-S.com. Can see some of these I will podcast about, some I will just blog about. It's going to be a bit of balance of both. But one of the questions that I answered recently was, what is the best way to get kids using assistive technology? And again, when I'm talking about my learners, again, these are the dyslexic ADHD learners. And it is interesting how some of them are resistant to using some of these tools. I think it goes back to stigma. Um, they don't want to look different than their peers, which is a really key point um, to also embracing the idea of universal design for learning. Because the assistive technology tools in many cases um, and some of the options, there can be options available to everybody. And I would love to see all students be exposed to some of these tools so that one, we may actually be supporting kids who benefit from these tools just because of the way they could input and output information best for them, whether it be a learning difference or not. But also if everyone has exposure to it, then it takes away less that it's an LD tool and it's just uh, something that is there that helps people be efficient. And I'm gonna focus on the main two, which is text-to-speech and speech-to-text. Those are the two key things that when I start working with my LD learners, those are the two I start with because sometimes that is all they need. I definitely have learners who need other uh, inputs of assistive technology, but these are the two main focus. And they're so easy to access nowadays in those big areas that we have kids in Google, in Apple, or in Microsoft. We're mainly an Apple school for devices. One of the reasons I love that is, particularly the iPads, is the built-in speech-to-text and text-to-speech that is innate to the devices because I don't need to add anything else on. So Siri. Siri is for that speech-to-text. Kids don't often think about that. They don't think that when they're in a document, they can use Siri to dictate their work. They do have to be instructed on this and some things that go along with that about where the microphone is because an iPad, it's in a different location than a phone. And understanding that that little microphone on the keyboard can help them dictate their writing no matter where they are. So it's really, it's there. They use it for many things. They just need to be taught to use it for their writing or note taking or whatever it may be. For text to speech, this does need to be turned on under settings. You go to the accessibility area and spoken content. There's two toggles to turn on speak selection, which means when you highlight text. Now, when you see cut, copy, paste, you will also see speak. This is great for listening to a chunk of writing. There's also speak screen, which is a two finger swipe down. It reads everything on the screen. You can also turn a feature on to have that controls always on the screen. Speak screen can be a little much if there's 
particularly a website and a lot of extra information around, you wanna put it into reader mode if that website has that in Safari. Up in the uh, address bar, there's some lines where you can click on it, it simplifies the page. That's a better location. So you do have to be mindful because if it's a website, all that extra ads and things, everything gets read with speak screen. But it's great with various components to use. If you're in the Google environment, we're actually also in Google. So this is a, a balance depending on if they're on a laptop or an iPad or working in the browser on the iPad. Google has voice typing right in their options. So it's right there. It's very effective. So giving all students that option for Text-to-speech, it's a little bit more challenging. There is a free extension called Speak It that is pretty good. For my LD kids that really live in the Chrome environment, and I know we're going to rely on these a bit more, I turn to Text Helps Read and Write for Chrome. There's many other features in there, and there is a subscription cost to it, but it's worth what it, the, all the other tools if you can teach kids how to use them, the picture dictionaries, the other dictionaries, the note-taking, you know, so that you're, you're getting a lot more than just speech to text and text to speech, but it makes it much easier. But again, it only works in the Chrome environment, not elsewhere on their device. So if they're on a laptop versus a Chromebook and needed to access something else, read and write only works in the browser. There is, if you're in the Microsoft environment, that's where they have this great tool, Immersive Reader, that works across the board um, to be able to listen to text so read it back they have some great functions in there to change the mode to change the font to change the make it look like syllables and they also have dictation built into theirs so no matter what main platform you're working in you know teach all kids these tools and then those kids who really need it will have it but not feel so different in their usage of it because it's just a commonplace that some people may be using it because they need it maybe they prefer it Whatever may be, I've seen that culture change in my school because we as adults tend to use it a little bit more, particularly on the go, and kids see that. And now kids who were reticent about it, it's they go to it pretty easily, pretty quickly. They rely on it. They are actually also teaching their parents because we know being very uh, the heredity component related to dys dyslexia, families are learning together about these options and parents are learning how to make their devices help themselves if they were not aware by watching their students. So all teachers, not just LT teachers, embrace the idea of speech to text and text to speech, make it part of everyday learning, make it an option and walk through students through it. I do recommend the idea of Having students play with it first, don't just start it out, you know, walk them through it, have them try it, play with the speeds, the voices, all those options that are available. So it becomes kind of fun. I usually tie it into our lower school every year in a writing class. And we also learn how to make books, whether in Book Creator or Pages, so that they kind of also learn some publishing tools as they are practicing listening to the text and dictating. So it's kind of fun at first. And then they become to make it part of their routine if it's what makes sense for them. I hope that helps and you have a great day. Welcome to this week's edition of Leap Into LD. This is Sharon LePage-Plant. 